welcome to my podcast. This podcast series is going to be all about darts. That could mean plastic tip darts or steel tip. I do play both. I'm actually getting back into playing. It's been about 10 years. Before that, I played for about um, 15, 16, 17 years. And so it's been a long time. I am starting out, um, I'd say I'm about a B player at this point. Although I have a lot of experience in the past, it is like starting over again as far as trying to get up um, more consistency. And um, I'll be talking about that in my series um, so I started playing again in local tournaments and in a league to help me get stats for our state tournament um, in Indiana. So I just recently attended the Indiana State Tournament. And so this first episode is going to be about some observations I made about the state tournament and... Some things I might do differently next year if I decide to attend. As far as the cost, I didn't really think it was too expensive. Um, it is kind of expensive for the hotel that um, the tournament is hosted in. The hotel itself is very outdated. Um, there were some things that were alright about the hotel, but it's nothing too fancy. Which you really don't need anything too fancy when you're playing darts anyhow. But um, comfort level was pretty good as far as um, the bed and the room itself. I had actually a double um, double full-size beds, I think they were. Um, and one of my friends, um, actually, he the day after the tournament um, ends, he reserves a bunch of rooms for everyone that wants to attend the next year. So um, that was nice. That was one less thing that I had to worry about. Um, so um, <clears throat> as far as the tournament itself, some things that I really liked about it is that um, that has changed over time is that you don't have to carry around a bunch of quarters. That used to be such a pain. I used to have a fanny pack that I would have my cigarettes because I used to smoke back then. I would have, you know, any money that I used to buy supplies and any beverages and rolls of quarters. So my fanny pack was always packed full of stuff. Um, other people would be bring in purses and backpacks and stuff, but they do check when you come in. Um, there is security so that you're not bringing in alcohol or other beverages. Um, so that eliminated that. I was pretty much able to carry all my stuff on me on, in my pockets. And so I really liked that about the tournament. It was really nice. The other thing that was really nice about the tournament is the ability to watch the boards um, so that you knew what assignments that you had um, as they would, as games were being played. That was 
very convenient because if there was some downtime, you could go back to your room and chat with your friends or do whatever you needed to do and not get forfeited. Um, that used to be a big problem in the past because you would have to just keep checking back on your board and you really couldn't go straight too far because if you didn't get back to your board on time or if you just started forgetting about time, um, it was really easy to get forfeited. So that was... Um, that was one thing. Uh, I really liked that. It worked really well for the most part. And there was a little bit of a problem. We did get forfeited the first night playing mixed triples. Um, we were waiting in the room. We weren't in the room very long. Um, we started to notice that it seemed like it was taking a little bit longer than we expected. Um, and so we did decide to go warm up and, um, in doing so we realized that they had forfeited us and, um, without warning really. And it was an accident. Um, some, I don't really remember the whole circumstance around it, but luckily my friend was able to go to the director and explain the circumstances and they were able to figure out what the problem was. It was something with the sheets that people sign, um, sign out on. Um, there's like a barcode reader on the sheets, um, of your, like opponents and you take them up to this main area once you're finished and you scan it in and it's supposed to automatically update the app. Um, well, I think somebody forgot to scan theirs or something. I don't actually remember. But it was able, we were able to easily get it resolved. Um, and so that was kind of kept us on our toes. And we were, you know, pretty diligent about not just um, relying solely on the app. Um, we, you know, kind of limited it to like 10 to 15 minutes if we went back to the room. Um, you know, so that was overall though, it was really good. I didn't find too much of a problem with that. Um, I really like that functionality. Um, so would I go back? I'm not sure yet. Um, there was a lot of downtime that I noticed. Um, I didn't play singles this year. I probably will next year if I do decide to go. Um, and that was part of the problem since I didn't play singles. I had to wait all day to play in the event that I was in. And that got kind of boring because there's nothing around the hotel. There's like an airport. If you want to get in your car and drive around Indianapolis, you can do that. But I just, I really don't like to do that. If we, if I was in like Las Vegas or something, I probably would have went and walked around. But the weather was really cold and I just really didn't want to drive around and 
as much as I know Indy, I still really didn't want to go driving around Indy and getting lost or, and who knows what could happen. Um, so I just didn't want to take my chances on that. Um, so as far as like the events and playing in the divisions that they assigned us to, that was one of my biggest gripes, but it's also my own fault in who I choose to play with. This year, I chose to play with some of my friends. They have been continuing to play, um, so they are in higher divisions than I am, which is fine. But it was very difficult for me to play with them when I'm not at that level. Um, and I, I felt like I did okay but I felt I would have been better off with another player that was more matched up to my division. And so I think next year what I would try to do instead is to play with people that are in my division. So, like, I was in for mixed trips... I was in um, level one, and in level one, we play open in Masters Out, which I felt very comfortable with. I do like playing Masters Out because you can double or triple out or even bull out. The only thing you can't hit is a single out. Um, so I actually kind of like that. It's more strategic. Um, it did kind of give us a little bit of an edge because we are, as a team, pretty experienced in playing those types of outs. Um, but it wasn't something that we norm like we normally play on a regular basis, um, and nor did we think to practice it before we went there. So for them, for my partners it wasn't too bad for me I I did like it but I don't know if I was prepared enough to play and to think in those outs um we did have opportunities to win our games at times and we were missing our outs and it seemed like for both teams the problem was not big outs we all had shots at big outs and we were very close to taking those big outs, but ended up leaving ourselves with really small, ridiculous numbers. So uneven numbers, you know, like 15 or 13, um, where we're dwindling it down and ending up with, I think the other team at one point had um, a double one to take out, and she took it out. Um and so, I, I, and I did feel we were out of our level. Like, I felt I should have been playing definitely not in level one. Um, I used to play in level one a long time ago. Um, but I am just, I, I've only been playing maybe four or five months. And so, I'm definitely not quite at that level yet. Um... 
So I think one strategy that people should think about if they are going to play in events where they have to have stats and it's not an open event that, and maybe even in open events, I always notice that I do really well when I play with people that are from my same level because most likely what's going to happen is we're going to get placed in that same level. You know, if we're like B players, then we're going to get placed in the lower levels and we can be more competitive. We may even get bumped into a higher level and that's okay, but we're not going to get bumped into mastery levels. And and I don't mind challenging myself. I Sometimes I can be very competitive at that level. Like I said, though, since I'm just coming back in, it's very difficult for me to maintain that type of level. So in my doubles event, um, I had a female partner, and we are um, definitely around the same level as far as skill. Um, I do have more experience with um, playing as far as, like, playing a lot in the past, but um, it really doesn't really matter at this point because my skill level is not quite there yet. My skill level is not where my experience level is, if you can understand that. So um, it was interesting when we were playing doubles because it's open doubles. So we were playing guy-guy teams, um, which is no big deal. A level, you know, if we're all at the same level, it doesn't matter if you're male or female in my eyes. Um, just all matters to your, with your stats. The one thing that we didn't realize, and this was kind of a shocker, but, and maybe they did this before and I just don't remember it, is that when we were playing cricket, um, cricket... Normally, you're just trying to take the, get the all the numbers out and also have a higher score than the opponent. Well, what we found out is that it rounds out at round 25. So you can only go up to round 25. At that point, it's whoever has the most points. It doesn't matter and it does not take into account how many numbers that you have closed. So that was a game changer. We didn't realize that until after the first leg of the series, which was okay. We were shooting well enough that it didn't really matter. But what we didn't realize at first is why people were pointing us so much. People were just opening up a number and just staying on that number. They weren't closing, and we were closing everything as well as pointing. Um... And I didn't quite understand why. I also had been noticing that at local tournaments. That a lot of people were trying to shut down other people's numbers right away. Despite how many points they actually had. So if they were maybe only say a single point down of the number that they have open. They would try to close the opponents. And sometimes throw all three darts at it. And forever, I couldn't understand why people were doing that. I just never taught was taught that. It was always taught to be at least a triple ahead or try to be at least point, you know, your points ahead 
um, and then try to close them. So that changed the game quite a bit at times because we always had to be mindful of having a lot of points. So one of our strategies was if I accidentally went for a different number, like if I had a scud dart, and say I was going for 17s and it went into 15s, I just followed up with my 15s and pointed on those. So that way, and then would go back to my original number. And it really paid off um, quite a bit. Um, so we did that where we, you know, we just followed followed through with what we were throwing at, even if it was a miss, an accidental miss. Why not? Why not close a different number? Who said you have to go for 17s when you accidentally hit a 15? You know, stay with the 15s. That's what happens at lower levels. If I was at a higher level, I'm not sure if I would have went with that strategy, um, but I would also be probably playing differently as well. So that was one thing that I found very interesting is, you know, it kind of changes how you view the game and it changes your strategy a bit, especially if you're not feeling like you're shooting well, then you definitely have to rethink your strategy. Luckily, we were doing really, really well our first two matches. Um, we were... We were on fire, and I felt we just we really had good center synergy. And once we figured out that strategy, we did well. Uh, one of the teams even started questioning our stats um, because they felt that we were playing outside of our level or you know playing too low, which definitely was not the case. We just we just hit it off, and so that's why I feel. When you play with somebody that is your same level, I feel it's a lot easier and more fun to play. And especially when you're in the right level, then trying to jump ahead a bunch of levels and trying to play the levels of other people, statistically, you are not pot, you're not probably going to win. And it causes a lot of frustration for me. Um, I do like to challenge myself, but I also know my limitations at this point. Um, so I think there's a lot to be said about really planning who you shoot with. I know people like to play with their friends. That's fun too. That's okay. But I do think it is more fun to win. And I think you have more opportunities to win, even if you don't win. You know, we didn't win our whole bracket or anything like that, but we played at least four matches and we played very competitively. And that was fun for me when I'm playing outside of my brackets and I'm at a level that I can't, you know, I have no control over because I don't have the skill level that felt really mission impossible to me. It felt really overwhelming and I wasn't having a good time with that at all. So definitely rethinking that for next year. Um, I am going to have a future podcast about loyalty, um, loyalty to partners and how I feel about that. Um, 
and how that affected me in the past and how I think it might affect me in the future. Thanks for listening. Uh, feel free to chime in and give me your thoughts on what you think about your state tournaments, if you go to them, if you even think it's worth it to go to them. Um, what would you rather play? Uh, open brackets or open tournaments or closed tournaments? What were some of the best tournaments that you attended and why?